let me ask you this. Uh-huh. I feel like every time I have opened Twitter in the last mm, month, there have been people freaking out about the finale of Superstore. But I feel like that's happened like twice a week where people I've seen people talking about the finale of Superstore. But then last night was the real finale or maybe all the other ones were like, how many fucking finales does this show have? So, it seems like everyone's just freaking out nonstop. Last night was the fina- the final finale. Um, finally. <laughs> um, all of all that you saw before was anticipation. Because here's what happened. A little mm-hmm. information for you. Um, at the end of the last season, um, America Ferreira, who is one of the leads, decided to leave the show. Um, oh, shit. So she, like, left the show, but they were, like, going to keep going. And so they started to keep going. And then, like, more than halfway through filming this season, NBC was just like, you're canceled. Which, like, is such bold. Because, like, if if they had known that beforehand, then, like, America probably would have just stayed on. And they could have, like, wrapped it up in a better way and stuff. So... I mean, and America leaving meant that, like, the main couple broke up. The main couple that, like, the story is about broke up. So, Yikes. So there was a lot of anticipation of, like, what's going to happen? Is she going to come back for the finale? Like, are they going to get back together? Is it going to end well? So that's why you kept seeing people talk about it. But spoiler alert, if anyone cares, it did end well. It ended very well. I was so overjoyed. I was, like... It, it's one of those things where it made me so happy it like pushed me into mania um so <laughs> which isn't good but like at least the show it was good because i had low expectations of what they could manage to do yeah but they did a really good job and it just it makes me happy and it goes to show that when you have a bunch of like creative people that care about a project they can make good things happen even in shitty situations so good for them and i am really happy and i gotta be honest we may be talking about adam brody but i'm probably still thinking about superstore So, um, guys, we did it. We we did it, Joe. <laughs> I was we hoping finally, you would say it. <laughs> we finally managed to track down Adam's episode of the TV show Family Law that aired on CBS, and I'm so fucking excited. Oh my now, God. do you want to do a little recap of the research and the work that you did that has previously been on our episodes, but I think a little recap would be good. Yeah, here's here's a brief recap of what was going on in Family Law. If for some reason you forgot in like the last, what I think it's only been like seven episodes since that episode, but <laughs> in case you forgot. Or just Family didn't Law listen. A, or just didn't listen or didn't care, or maybe like that was the episode where your, your kid needed help with their zoom call or something <laughs> i don't for some reason i only assume that middle-aged moms would be the ones who are listening to an adam brody podcast seems about sorry right. for that stereotype 
Family Law was a show that aired on CBS. It starred uh, Christopher McDonald and uh, some other people, and I think Tony Danza. Yeah. <laughs> and when we got to the episode of Family Law that Adam Brody was in, and we tried to track it down and watch it, it had apparently vanished off the face of the earth. It kind of seemed like CBS was a little ashamed of it. Like, there was no mention of it pretty much anywhere on the internet, except for one episode that was on YouTube, which was not the episode we wanted to watch. Um, A very sparse IMDb page and a very, very sparse Wikipedia page. And then me doing some more research kind of tracked down. Yeah, CBS seems to not talk about this. There were some controversies with it when it aired, some episodes about like shootings and stuff, which seemed kind of dicey. And so as a little goof, we did a phone call with CBS customer support, asking them to put it on CBS All Access. They never got back to me, by the way. (laughs) They said that they would email me. They said that they would ask and then email me like, the status update of whether or not it would ever get added, but they never fucking, they, nothing, no, no reaching out. So, um, thanks CBS that we thought that was it. We thought that we were just never good. There's always going to be this hole in our Adam Brody journey. that you are just going to have to live with until Joe, you made a wonderful discovery. Do you want to tell everyone what that was? Yeah, well, actually, the the credit doesn't all go to me. Um, I was com- I was complaining about this problem we were having. I was complaining to my sister, and she was just like, "Oh yeah, that's weird. That it's nowhere. That's strange. And it's weird that like we couldn't even there weren't even box sets. Like we couldn't even buy the DVDs because like we yeah. would have bought like <laughs> a DVD for the whole season just to watch this one episode. So she was like, "Oh, that's really strange. Whatever." And then, like, a few weeks later, I got a text from her that's for this link for Start TV, which is, like, a channel that you can get. And Start TV airs episodes of Family Law every night at 4 a.m. East Coast time. (laughs) So then we were like, okay, so Start TV, how do we access this? Because we do not have cable. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, I was trying to find if you could get a subscription just with start tv but like you couldn't it was just like an add-on channel to cable but we were able to get just like if you get a youtube tv account then you can get start tv and so we did that and we could finally watch this episode (laughs) the the sheer catharsis of (laughs) sitting down after the YouTube TV app had fucking DVR'd it for me, because again, it airs at four in the morning. Me <laughs> able to sit down and press play on this goddamn episode was like, oh, it, I overjoying. Because I, w- again, I had been so resigned to like, we're just going to have missed this one. And yeah, we did some funny goofs around it, but like, still, it is a thing with Adam Brody. One that the premise of sounded very enticing, but it's a thing with Adam Brody that I'm just not going to have seen, which I didn't, I honestly didn't know if I could live with that. But then we fucking tracked it down and who boy, am I so glad that we did. Yeah, I didn't have, I didn't have quite the same catharsis, at least not immediately, because I sat down and was like, oh, here we go, finally. And then I went and looked at my YouTube TV and it appeared that it had not recorded it. So I began (laughs) to panic and I panicked for about two minutes until I found that it was actually recorded. I just had to look in a different place. And then I felt and then I felt the nice relief. 
and was like, okay, here we go. Where do we, where do we want to start with this? I think like, it'd be good to just give an overall kind of rundown synopsis because it is so like kind of heavy, you know? Yeah. Um, can I, I'll do the overall and then we can get into more specifics. Sure, sure. Go for it. Okay. The overall premise of Family Law as a TV show is that it's a buff, it's a fucking family of lawyers and they practice law. Hence the title. They're a family and they practice law. So it's family law. So there's a family of lawyers and they're all practicing law, which is why the show is called Family Law. And in this episode, Adam Brody's in it. And Adam Brody plays a um a 16-year-old kid who is seeking custody of his two younger brothers after the passing of their mother so already you can tell it's starting off it's it's a heavy territory which kind of seems like it's um what was the other fucking lawyer show we watched uh judging Judging amy Amy. yeah Yeah. it's kind of one of those where it's a lawyers and the episodes seem to kind of get into some uh touchy subjects and yeah so this basically this episode basically just follows the the legal battle, the trials and tribulations that Adam Brody, who I don't remember the character's name now, has to go through to get custody of his two younger brothers. Yeah. Tony Danza's their lawyer. There's also there's also there's also a plot going on about a kid who shot a drug dealer. I was gonna ask if we were gonna talk about that one. I'm just gonna no, was weird. We don't have to talk about it fully, but I just wanted to put it out that like there there were multiple plot lines going on yeah. here. But the important one was was this one with Adam Brody. And can I ju- can I just say up front, I was absolutely blown away by because that this was early on in his career as we established, and like at that time he was getting essentially bit parts. Like he was in that episode of Judging Amy, I think, just slightly before this, where he again plays a kid in court. But like he had maybe three scenes he blew them out of the fucking water as we discussed in an episode go listen to it if you haven't but like this one he's in it for uh like at least half of the episode because like the plot line is about him and really focuses in on him and i was so blown away by even how young he is just how good he is at everything at just acting at talking at just really being this character like I I I fully fucking cried at one of the scenes where I was like, damn, Adam, damn, that's good. Good shit. And I'm sorely disappointed that more people aren't going to get to watch this episode of Family Law, a TV show that has pretty much disappeared off the face of the earth. Unless you have Start TV and are up at 4 a.m., then you can totally Unless watch you have Start it. TV and are up at 4 a.m. and are willing to wait now probably like a month until they get back around to this episode yeah we also we're we're lucky with this timing that when we looked up at like what episode they're on it was only like a few before the correct episode because we fully could have looked up and it could have been like oh you missed it by one day they're back on season one now you're gonna have to wait for them to get back around to season three which wouldn't have been the end of the world but then we would have had to time out that youtube tv trial better and that was all a nightmare. I already like almost forgot to cancel mine, but I remembered, yeah. which is good. Um, yeah, I was. I knew this one was gonna be rough for you because you get mm-hmm. you get very emotional over sibling stuff. I didn't, especially older brothers. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Um, 
I didn't know anything about, besides what you had told me, I didn't know anything about the premise. So when I started, I realized that it was going to be real rough for me too. Um, <laughs> so that was fun. There's this, there is one line when, um, I'll get to that a little bit later because that's a little bit later. But, but can I start by saying that I'm not wrong in thinking that the theme song was completely like out of place, right? <laughs> I was so let's get let's get into the specifics. Let's start talking about it because the the because they have like it's it's a drama show, so they have like that first fifteen minute like cold open before the theme song. You know, in like in a show like Buffy the Vampire Slayer Supernatural, it's the scene where the first people die or whatever that like sets off the mystery but so do you, do you want to talk about what happens in the opening or should i you go go ahead basically it starts off and there's a woman who is in the hospital with cancer and she she's not in the hospital she's at home she's at hospice oh, at home oh sorry yeah they and so she's super sick it's adam brody's mom they're like kind of discussing what's going to happen to the kids when She's gone and she has, I think it's a family friend, right? Who has offered to take them in. Uh huh. So she's offered to take them in and it seems like it's working. Adam Brody is, they're, everyone's upset. Adam Brody's a sweet, precious baby boy. And then it kind of flashes forward to her funeral. And (laughs) I'm, I'm laughing because of what comes after this scene, Uh but the scene itself is like pretty heart-wrenchingly sad Uh because this woman is like crying at the funeral and the lawyer comes up to like check in on her and then she's like i can't do this i have kids of my own it's too much i can't take care of these three other kids on top of my own children like i and the lawyer's like but you said you would she doesn't have any other backup plan that she had set up like what's gonna happen to these kids and she's like i'm so sorry and then the adam brony and his two younger brothers walk over and are like, hey, what's going on? These people are saying that we can't go home with you. They're trying to take us somewhere else. And the woman, like, tries to explain, like, like gets down on a knee and it, as though she's going to explain it, but all she can get out is just like, I'm so sorry, I can't, and just gets up and runs off crying, leaving those three kids just standing there alone, looking really hurt and confused. And then the fucking theme song hits. And (laughs) are you okay? You good? It's so wild. I the theme song is that song. Who does that song? Let me look it up. War by Edwin Starr, or in a later season, it was a it was covered by the Brink. So War by Edwin Starr is the theme song. So like this woman is just run off crying. These children are standing there looking so hurt and confused. My heart's breaking in two already, and then. Suddenly, there's these drums where it's like, what is it good for? And you're like, what the fuck? It is the most, it's the biggest whiplash I have ever gotten from a title sequence. Like, it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't just like a little bit like, oh, this is an interesting choice. It like made me feel like, violated because they had just made me so vulnerable and emotional and then they just punched me with this like theme song that is so upbeat and like i it was i was confused and upset it like it felt like a it felt like a joke yeah like it felt like like a tim and eric sketch or something the juxtaposition from 
these children who have just lost their only family because their dad's not in the picture. We'll get to that later. And now have nowhere to go. Their future's future's completely uncertain. Like it is such a just a it's just a very sad scene. And then the theme song comes in and it's just so aggressive and kind of cheesy. It's mind boggling. And I kind of loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I hated it at first, but the more I've <laughs> thought about it, the funnier that gets. Yeah. Can we talk about um just real quick in that first scene when the mom when the family friend or whatever is like, I can't do this and she leaves and uh, the lawyer tr- is trying to be like, well, let's talk about this. And then sees that mm-hmm. like she's already called, would it be CPS? Yeah, she's already called uh, yeah. t- child services. So it's like they're already here to take them away, which is insane. Even if she had At decided. Their, their mom's funeral. <laughs> well, yeah. And even if she had decided like, okay, I can't, this is too much. I can't take on these kids for the next 10 plus years. Like she could have let them stay over for a week she could have fostered them for like a week or two until they found more permanent houses like it made her seem like such a bitch that she was just like i can't do it bye yeah like i understand that like taking care of kids is a lot and she already had i think two kids of her own so adding three on top of that uh, whatever but like man that is a that is a cold and abrupt way of handling that there lady like just it like it's the day of their mom's funeral. Like that is already fucking rough to have to go through. And then immediately afterwards, because we find out right after the amazing theme song is over that they have now been split up. Like they're all in different places, which you have to assume happened immediately after that. So it was like, okay, grieving for your mom, and now you're completely alone. You don't have your brothers. You've just lost your only parent parental figure fucking have fun good luck like shit yeah it's fucked man um i was i was i didn't cry in the opening which was surprising but then like that scene right there's a scene right after where adam brody is (laughs) i hate that i don't remember the character's name no it's kind of here i'll look it up keep talking but when he's in like the the foster the group home that he's in which looks more like a correctional facility <laughs> but he's yeah. in he's in the group home and he's talking to the lawyer and i don't even remember exactly what he said but i started crying and i was like you know once again we are like not even we're like maybe 15 minutes in and i'm crying and i'm like wow good job you got me you got me fast his name was noel noel johnson i swear they did not say that once i don't think so either that's i'm gonna stick with adam brody yeah for so it's really sad because it starts and he's like in this super it like it yeah it looks like a correctional facility and he's talking to this lawyer being like we're all split up like what's gonna happen to us can we at least be together and then he first he mentions that one of his little brothers has diabetes so he's like worried about him for that reason which is like wow that's a lot going on for these kids um and then it's towards the end of the scene when he's now talking to the lawyer like i want to try and i can i can i have a job i'm have credits for enough credits for high school to graduate early like i want to take care of them and the lawyer's saying like oh th- i don't know man like that he doesn't say it like this i'm paraphrasing He's like, that's going to be pretty tough. Like, are you sure that you can do that? The court might not even let you. And he goes, I, 
I just lost my mom. I'm not going to lose my brothers too. And that was the line where I was like, nope, I'm done. That was yep. it. I fucking fully shut down at that. That was, that was it. Knocked me on my ass. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So then they start trying to get him emancipated, mm-hmm. which is hard to do because the easiest way to do that in real life is if you're a teenager and you want to be emancipated and you can get your parents just to sign off on it, then that's easy. You just need your parents to say, yep, this kid is an adult now. But when your parent is dead, (laughs) you need, like, approval from a judge and shit. So they, like, start trying to do that, which then just get into these, like, awful, these, oh, it was heartbreaking because there's these people who work for cps that are like you know the opposition i don't know yeah the correct terminology but there's these scenes where they're like cross-examinating him and basically just like tearing him apart and you just once again remember that like this kid has just lost everything and is just trying to like hold on to the small like the few things he can And these people are just, like, tearing him apart, which, like, I understand it's their job, but it was so painful to watch. Yeah, there's a lot of rough scenes where they're in court. It it starts to happen with the emancipation thing, but that actually kind of goes off without much of a hitch is when he starts fighting for custody that, like, Mm -hmm. then the opposition is just, like, just tearing into him about every aspect of his life and like that was what i wrote down like i i understand that it's their job to do that because it is a big decision and like also they are supposed to try and do whatever they can to oppose this um uh what what, like application or whatever well it's not that they're supposed to do whatever they can but it's just like their job is to make sure that these two kids are safe yeah well their job is to point out any weak points in this like plan that they have uh and then the you know the judge judges well how heavily do those things weigh or whatever but like it it hurts to watch and again this is where it comes in that like adam's acting in this fucking episode is so phenomenal that there are these scenes where he is sitting there being being talked down to like Mm -hmm. they're being really like demeaning to him in these kind of unnecessary ways like even though it's their job like there are some things that they say that is like shit dude he is literally just trying to hang on to the last bit of family he has like fucking chill out um where like where so he's just sitting there he doesn't have any lines but his facial facial expressions were like so dynamic and expressive where it my, my heart was just breaking watching him play this 16 year old kid who is like just fighting for any amount of a normal life it was just rough he's also he's also so good at like knowing when to take pauses which is something Mm -hmm. that like obviously everyone every actor can do that but i feel like there are are some that are like just especially good at knowing exactly how long like you need to draw the audience in enough right before you say it. Because there's this moment when um, when basically she's just like, how are you going to take care of two kids? You're just a kid yourself. And it cuts back to him and he's just like quiet for a second. And then goes, you don't stay a kid long when you watch your mom die. 
and I lost it. That was like, that was the point when I was just in shambles. Yeah, man. And, And like, this is heavy subject matter. And so like with what I'd say is that like, in contrast with the Judging Amy episode, where there were kind of these things where it was kind of focusing and making fun of like goth culture in this way, where it was balancing out this really heavy topic of teen suicide with, you know, cultural ideas that haven't aged particularly well, where it was like, and and he had all that like goofy makeup on, it didn't allow him to like, really go in to show that, to, to, to like grapple with that really heavy topic. But this episode, it, it showcases him beautifully. Like, I think we've talked about it too and with other shows where like, a lot of things that got him early on did not realize how lucky they were to get Adam Brody in these projects. And so he felt very underutilized. But I feel like the people who were putting together this episode knew exactly how far they could push him and how much they could use him and did so really, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so then moving on, they decide in court that he I don't know if they even officially decide but it looks like it's not going to happen that he's going to be able to get custody yeah of uh of his two younger brothers so they start looking for alternatives and <laughs> and there's one alternative uh that Adam says well we could see if my dad would come and the lawyer goes is isn't your dad dead and <laughs> Adam is like no he is alive my mom just told everyone that he was dead <laughs> What a power play <laughs> on the mom's part. Yeah, so then, like, they have to go find the dad and get him involved. And he, like, clearly doesn't care that much, mm-hmm. but, like, kind of seems to feel this guilt or this, like, need to do it. And, like, they're trying to downplay They're like, it'll just be this quick thing. Like, if we just, if you just come meet with us, say you want custody of the kids, they should give it to you right away. It'll be easy. Yeah. So they try that, and it's not that easy. <laughs> so they have to go to court again. Because, again, everyone thought this dude was fucking dead. So the fact that he <laughs> just sort of turned up and was like, kids, please, a little <laughs> sus. Yeah. So they they take him into court, and they're, you know cross-examining him asking him stuff because basically once again they're like you disappeared on your kids and like to the point and and you were so horrible to the point that their mother lied about you dying like how should we trust that you just suddenly are both want to and are able to take care of them and he's kind of like mumbling through answers the whole time and like just the whole time you can tell he doesn't really care and he doesn't really want to be there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he says enough to show that he, like, had a stable job for a while and that, you know, he he gives this little speech about, oh, you know, I made a mistake, but I want to fix it now. And it's not all that convincing, but apparently it's convincing enough. Yeah, the I think the the turning point is that he mentions the fact that he feels like he owes it to the mother because he messed up originally and had lost sight, like kind of lost sight about what was really important and now he wants to do this to uh, sort of honor her memory I think is sort of the the phrasing he uses and mm-hmm. so the judge takes that to mean that in light of the tragedy he has sort of re-examined his life and is now totally ready 
to be a father. Yeah, so they get custody, and, like, this should be... <laughs> so it should be really wait, happy. Can we, yeah, well, can yeah, we yeah. step back just one... Because there's, there's a little break in the hearing where Adam Brody is talking to his Tony Danza lawyer. Uh-huh. And... I don't remember how exactly how the conversation starts, but basically they have this brief interaction where the lawyer is kind of trying to prep him and be like, like, I, I don't know about this. Like, you know that it's not permanent. Like, he's literally just doing this as a favor to you guys so that you guys can live on your own. Like, and Adam Brody has this really heartbreaking moment where he is looking at his dad and there's moments of it where they show him uh, listening to his dad in court where you can kind of see Adam convincing himself that his dad means all these things that he's saying mm-hmm. and basically Adam Brody is becomes Adam's character becomes totally convinced that his dad is actually going to stay after the trial and is going to be their dad and take care of them and it's like this he just looks like a kid like there are these really good switches throughout this episode where he goes from being this like really strong like he's still very young looking but he has been through all this stuff where he totally holds himself like an adult he has these convictions he knows that he can take care of his brother and he's willing to fight for his family in this way but when the dad shows up there's this moment where they're outside the courtroom and he's looking at his dad and he just looks like a just like he just looks like a little baby boy like he just so badly wants a parental figure like a real adult to come in and say it's going to be okay I'm going to be here and I'm going to take care of you and it is just heartbreaking like I yeah I mean oh. I I think it goes to show there's this thing of like you are you will never reach an age when you don't need your parents at least in some aspect you know like so it's just shit i'm <laughs> i'm sorry i'm tearing up um that it's like it doesn't matter how old you are when you're in those moments of need like he is mm-hmm. you revert back just to this little kid that needs their parent yeah and so he was in that moment of needing a parent and he didn't have his mom so he was convincing himself that his dad could still be that parent um and it hurt <laughs> Yeah, but like the thing I'd really point out too is that like the lines that he was saying in that moment pretty minimal Mm -hmm. he's pretty much just talking to the lawyer and he's saying no I have a good feeling about this I think it's going to be okay like he doesn't really say anything that far past that but the 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 acting in this one on for Adam is just through the roof like I am so glad that we managed to go back and find this one because it has sort of just reinvigorated my passion for him as a dramatic actor at like he's he we've established that he's funny he knows how to do great comedic timing but like to be able to show that much uh nuance in such a small amount of time is incredible like i'm in awe yeah yeah no yeah, yeah, okay. Sorry, I'm <laughs> I'm just, like, decompressing. We're good, we're good. You sacking your glass of water? No, I'm good, I'm good. Let's carry on. This is unrelated to everything we've been talking about. Uh-huh. But I think I'll just throw this in right now to sort uh-huh. of maybe bring the mood up just a little bit. 
I don't think I knew what Tony Danza looked like before this. Really? Yeah, I had for sure, like, I'd heard his name before many times, but I think this might have been the first thing I've ever seen with Tony Danza in it, because I did not recognize him. Like, in the title sequence, when his name and his face came up, I went, wait, that's Tony Danza? <laughs> no, he, I, like, I, like, I don't think I had seen anything he'd been in, or at least nothing memorable, but I knew his face just from, like, him, you know, being super famous and existing yeah he was not familiar and it's weird to actually so he's in taxi which i've seen a lot of but he doesn't look familiar to me i feel like i'm i'm having sort of a a berenstain bears moment where like maybe the tony danza from the universe i'm from didn't look like this tony danza wait question for you how do you think it uh it was spelled berenstein yeah with an e with an e okay good I was gonna be, I, I was gonna be really upset. Cause that's <laughs> how it's spelt, right? Okay. Yeah, that yeah, no, that is the correct. Wait, is that? <laughs> Wait, fuck me. Hang on, Barons. It is Berenstain. No, in, is what people say. With an A. No. But that's bullshit. Listen. I swear to God, it's an E. <laughs> We're here to tell you, it has always been an E. They're trying to pull this one over on us now. They say, oh, it's an A. I fucking read all the books as a kid. I watched the TV show. There is no fucking way that it's an A. I have have these memories of my grandparents had this bookshelf of all these kids' books for us to read. And I have these memories of looking on the shelf and looking. I love seeing, like, neatly in a line all of the Berenstain Bears books. Yeah. And I would look at them and I would stare at those books because I would sleep on the floor next to the bookshelf because my siblings got the bed and I got to sleep on the floor. So I would fall Uh, asleep. I would fall asleep staring at these books. So I swear to God, I know how they were spelled. Anyways, wait, can we finish? (laughs) Welcome to our conspiracy. Every time we talk about family law, we end up getting into conspiracy theories. I don't know what it is. I'm still, by the way, we will come back to the family law conspiracy. We may have found it, but I still have questions. Anyways, let me try and finish summing up this episode. Yeah, go ahead, go Um, ahead. So the it works. They give custody to the father and they like come out of the courtroom and all the the boys are excited. They're all hugging each other and they're excited because they get to stay together. And and you can see by this point, like it was obvious before, but it's even more obvious now by the dad's like facial expression and his, you know, like his body like he's just so he he says to them he's like yeah really glad that worked out for you and adam goes in to hug him and he steps away and it's like the most heart crushing thing in the world and he um basically adam is like oh i thought we could you know all go have dinner at your place and the guy's like yeah 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 we should we should have dinner sometime no he doesn't he doesn't even say we should have dinner. Adam just says, I thought we could go back to your place, like, just to stay. Uh-huh. And the dad goes, yeah, we should have dinner sometime. Like, fucking Ugh. friend-zoned his own son. <laughs> it is brutal. And then he just walks away. Yeah. Like, he doesn't say good. He doesn't really say goodbye. He just dips. And then, again, just like at the beginning of the episode, the kids are just kind of left standing there in what at this point feels like a totally hollow victory. Yeah. It is a emotionally fucking 
just a gut punch of an episode all the way through. There's there's one tiny little thing of hope at the end. There you you get a little montage of like all of the characters from the episode and like you see mm-hmm. you see this tiny little part of them, the three boys all at they're having dinner together, eating spaghetti and like kind of laughing. So like at least they have each other and like you can take yeah. solace in that, but it was still it was really rough. Yeah. But Adam did a great job. Um, do you want to rate it cuz then I have some other just things to comment on outside of the episode. I'd give this a fucking 10 out of 10, man. Yeah. I thought it was so good. I think maybe it's part partially because we had to work so hard for it, but <laughs> this in my book like yeah, there's some it's a TV show from the 90s. There's some weird parts. The theme song coming in is the most glaring, but <laughs> it's kind of that. There's Yeah, no. There, that's the other thing is there's music that comes in at the end over that montage that sounds like Minecraft music and then turns into this like chill 90s rap, which I fucking loved, but the vibe was a little weird considering everything we had just been through. Yeah, yeah, no. I if I was rating the show, I don't know exactly what I'd say, but rating Adam's performance, I think I'd give it like a nine out of ten. Yeah. It was it there. was really amazing. Um and so once again I'd suggest watching it, but like it's so much work. It is <laughs> so luck. much work. Um some of the other things I want to say is that um Yeah. So because this was, you know, cable, technically, Are we there were about ads. The ads. Please let us talk about the ads. Yeah. Why? Okay. I know I haven't seen cable in a while, but these ads were not just normal cable ads, right? These were the weirdest vibe ads <laughs> in the world, right? So we were, so like I said at the beginning, like with the theme song coming in, in the way it did, like it felt like a sketch. A lot of these ads. They felt, felt like, like SNL like, sketches. Or like weird like late night adult swim sketches yeah. like some of them were fucking off the charts they were so weird and every single time like and i found out i found out that you can you can just fast forward you can skip them yeah. but i kept watching them cuz i was just so fascinated and confused so they like were bizarre. it's just start T- start tv just has these weird ass ads <laughs> and they like, seem to be like slightly targeted at an older audience, yeah. But it, like, but like weird niches of an older audience, you know? Yeah, it was super. It was strange. I don't. It was I don't, weird. I don't remember what the exact one, but there was one that came up that was so closely similar to that one fake advertisement where it's the guy and he's like, "Are you looking for a fast and reliable internet connection, all at a fair price?" Fuck you. Like it was. <laughs> Almost, like he didn't say that at the end but it was like one of those things where the ad was really weirdly general and like the vibe was just so off that I literally paused the episode to go watch that sketch just to make sure that it wasn't the same guy it was odd I, my favorite was the weird foot um, scraper dildo looking thing did yeah. you see that one? yeah that was not not enjoyable also did you see the did you it's see gross. the nail did you see the nail filing one yeah the nail one where it's just like it a was weird, disgusting like a thick wand. which like i am listen i'm a big fan and i put a lot of work into my nails i'm very proud of them and i must say what they were doing to their nails was awful <laughs> do not ever do that to your nails they just had like this this like sand machine like you know the you know the machines they use to on like rocks 
to make <laughs> to make like gemstones pretty and smooth. It was like one of those, and they were just rubbing it over their entire nail. Jesus, it made me so upset. It was like reverse, like like. You know how some people will watch like pimple popping videos because they uh-huh. find it satisfying. I'm not one of those people. First of all, that's that's gross it's too. Gross. But it's like, disgusting. I kind of understand the catharsis of that. Like, I can un- kind of understand where those people are coming from. Not for me. This was like that in the most bizarre fucking directions uh-huh. imaginable. Is yeah. so weird. Is TV just like that? Do you think, or no, is it specifically I, this I channel? Think, I think it's this channel. Because once again, I don't have a lot of cable, but like occasionally I'll catch some cable when I'm over at my grandparents or something. So like, I have seen other commercials, and they are not like this. So this was something else. Weird. It was weird. Um, my favorite ad though was for another show that is uh aired on Start TV. And it's a show called Ghost Whisperer, which I had heard about before. I think I've heard. I think We've I heard talked about Ghost Whisperer on this podcast, have we not? We've, are what? No, we haven't talked about Ghost Whisperer. Yes, there's, there's another no time. There was another time where you brought up Ghost Whisperer jokingly, and I said, "Shut your mouth! I will not let you trash talk Ghost Whisperer." I've never seen Ghost Whisperer. I will I agree I that commercial. That commercial different... made it seem kind of whack, but it's a good show. Is it? Is it a crime one? No, no, no. It's not a crime. It's about this woman and she sees ghosts and she just like every episode a different ghost will appear and she just has to like talk to it and figure out why it's not passing over and like help it resolve its issues so it can pass. But like for real though, she sees ghosts. Yes, like, for, for real. real. Yeah. Okay, so I think I had it. I thought it was like a mentalist or a psych situation no. where she was lying about the ghosts and using the ghosts <laughs> to solve crimes, which sounds like a kind of a much better show, right? <laughs> wait, that would be amazing. <laughs> she just solves crimes. She goes, wait, guys, I swear I just talked to this ghost. He told me that guy did it. <laughs> right? Like, maybe, like, she's doing like like psych like or like you know that like zoom in sherlock holmes shit on the side but then she just goes yeah fucking tony he told me he came back okay okay i i understand now why you wanted to make fun of it because that that would be ridiculous but no i would to be clear i'd watch every goddamn episode of a show that was like that But then the episode, the not the episode, the the trailer that I saw had real ghosts in it. And I was like, wait, what is this show about? It's about um, ghosts. So you mystery know? solved for me, I guess. Um, will someone write that ghost show? What's the title of that? What would, what would the title of that show be? Um, I see dead people. I swear. I'm not lying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, that's pretty We can good. workshop it. Yeah, we'll workshop. Are we going to write this show? We can I pitch mean, it to CBS. I feel like we don't have a choice now. I don't think CBS Joe, likes Joe, us. Joe, what? Joe, here's what we do. Here's what we do. Here's what we do. We pitch it to CBS. They pick it up because they'll obviously they'll fucking make anything. Uh-huh. And then we sneak into the headquarters. We steal the copy of this Family Law episode. We release it to the world. We're modern day Robin Hoods. Uh-huh. But just for this one episode of Family Law. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. Let's get, we have to get to work. Yeah. I think I'd call it Bones. <laughs> the show. <laughs> How are there bones involved? You know, like There's, there is a there is a distinct lack of bones. Yeah, but it's like ghosts. Yeah, it's like ghosts. 
No, like but the ghosts don't have bones. They're ghosts. But like the skeletons. Like she would go and she'd like see the skeleton and she'd be like. Wait, now skele- she's seeing skeletons? <laughs> no, no, no. The skeletons are in real life because it's still dead people. The pe- She doesn't just make up the ghost completely. Well, maybe sometimes she does. Wait, so so now you're saying it's like it's like she's in the morgue and they're like yes. looking at the body and they're like, like maybe there's any clues on the body. And then she goes, oh, the guy's standing right there and he just told me who did it. Because that seems like the show would be really short. <laughs> like every episode would be solved in well, five okay. minutes. No, because she'd still have to find real proof. The ghost, the fake ghost would have to tell her where real evidence was. Because the the, pol- the real police can't arrest people just because, yeah, this ghost lady said so. That's not how that works at all. Or, okay. oh, you know what? Maybe it's not. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's not that she's like solving them as they're coming in. It's like they bring her in to help with cold case files. Yeah. See, that would make much more sense. That would be kind of cool, too. Yeah. And then she's talking to these old-timey ghosts. But again, she's not really. There's no ghosts. <laughs> That'd be fun. I keep forgetting about that part. About what? About the fact that there's not real ghosts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, to be clear, she's making the whole thing up. Man, I want to... Oh, man. I want to watch that show. I know. Oh, God. Who's the lead? Can we fan cast this? He's the... <sighs> Rashida Ooh, uh, Jones? Can we get Rashida Jones? Rashida Jones would be pretty good, yeah. And then and then Adam Brody plays like the the skeptical detective that she gets partnered up with regularly. Uh-huh. And we reunite them. They're in that short film together. Now they're they're back. Finally. Do you think cuz you know how you know, we know that we know that um Kaylee Cuoco didn't remember him. Do you think that Rashida Jones remembers Adam Brody? I would like to think so. Well, yeah, no, because there's the there. Remember when we when we watched that thing there and we looked it up and there were like pictures of them together as adults hanging out. <laughs> I mean, they were adults in the short film too. Yeah, but like now, like closer to now, time <laughs> okay. adults. Okay, okay. Can I say one last thing? Yes, yes. About oh wait no never mind it's gone I forgot what I was gonna fucking say about family law. Wow, hey CBS, why are you keeping this one so tight? Tight wrapped up. I know. Okay, well, I just like to say, sorry, tiny bit of conspiracy, but I would just like to say it's really weird how this show is nowhere. You can't find it anywhere except for Start TV, which they only started doing that in 2018. So for a while, okay. it was just nowhere at all. And when you like try to look it up, ver- there's just like very little information on it when you Google it. Yeah. And it's it's just really weird to me. But I guess we'll never know that mystery unless we can. St- interview uh tony danza i think he's who we should show don't shoot even for. tempt me with that dude i actually no. i think that we could get christopher mcdonald i for you real do? think that we could get christopher mcdonald yeah i don't think he's up to much but easily. i don't but i don't know if he would know i think actually truthfully we would need like one of the you know he executives was like the, but he was that, like the star christopher mcdonald was like top build i know but would he know why it doesn't matter it doesn't matter wasn't he in lemonade mouth Dude, I don't know. Can we end I would, this fucking I wouldn't know. We've been we have not talked about I'm looking up if Christopher McDonald was in Lemonade Mouth. Because if he was, I have questions about that too. So I'd like to kind of pile on. Totally was. He was in Flubber. I have questions about that one. He was in Lemonade Mouth. I was right. I know what I'm talking about. Who did, did he I've play? I watch Lemonade Mouth. Did he play a teacher or a dad? Yeah, he's the he's the mean principal. Oh. Fuck that guy. Yeah. I want some lemonade now. Me too. But do you know what? I always, whenever I talk about Lemonade Mouth or whenever I watch it, mm-hmm. I say that like I watch it super often. Um, you don't? I, no, I don't. But I oh. always, it always makes me want lemonade. And then I go have lemonade and I'm like, 
it's not as good as the lemonade they're drinking. The the lemonade that they're drinking looks so good. Yeah. My fi- my final thought would just be like I am severely disappointed that more people won't be able to watch this amazing Adam Brody performance, but if you listen to this podcast, now you kind of don't have to cuz we summarized all the important parts. Um uh-huh. it's not as good as looking at his face, but like if you're only curious about the plot details, here you go, I guess. Yeah, just pull up a picture of him to stare at as you listen to this. That's actually what you should be doing every episode. That's why the cover of the podcast is just several pictures of his face, is because I want people to just be looking at him Yeah. while they're listening. Yeah. So thank you for listening to this episode. A few things. Number one is that next we should be talking about Missing Brendan, which is a film that Adam Brody starred in in 2000 and. Three mm-hmm. that should be coming out. Don't know much about it. Excited to learn more. And just another small thing is that I was on another podcast. It's a podcast <gasps> my sister does with her friend Megan. It's about the hundred. So if you like that show or if you just want to listen to more people talk, then check that out. It's called A Bit Much and you can find it on, I think, most of your podcast places traitor going hey, to other podcasts. I didn't think that you would want to talk about the we, hundred for an hour seeing a, as you've seen two episodes we have a contract you're supposed to save all your good podcast juice for this show and this show alone and now there's now there's a different product that people can go and listen to if they want more of your good energy and less of my bad energy well Shannon. My price is going up. My price is going <laughs> up. What else? What else are you going to bring to the table? Table that's oh, going to make no. me want to stay. That's what you got to think a, about. This is a hollow note situation where you're <laughs> going to get more famous than I do. Mm-hmm. Crap. Well, that's what I. That's what I've always dreaded when I, from the very beginning of this podcast. Um, I guess if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can stay up to date about when. Joe finally leaves and goes and starts their uh, her solo career. Um, you can also, if you want to write us a a passionate email about why Joe shouldn't leave and should stay on the podcast, <laughs> then you can write to us at BrodyQuestPod at gmail.com. Did I say the Twitter handle? It's I don't Brody, think you did. <laughs> it's BrodyQuestPod on at, at BrodyQuestPod <laughs> on Twitter.com. So you're going to go into your web browser. You're going to type in Twitter.com. Don't download the app. It'll kill your productivity. <laughs> um, you're gonna type in at brodyquestpod.com. <laughs> okay, I lost this is we we lost it a long time ago. Rate, subscribe, follow, tell your friends. Yes, all of those things and more. If you know Christopher McDonald, get us in touch. Yeah, if you know no honest, this is an honest to god thing. If you know anyone involved in any way with Family Law or CBS, do let us know because I want to mm-hmm. figure out what happened with this show. This Anyways, is, this is this is turning into serial. This is the overarching <laughs> mystery of our podcast. Like, yes, we're talking about Adam Brody for fun, but what we're really doing is trying to dig in to this cold case file. What the fuck happened to Family Law? And to yep. do that, we're bringing in a woman who can talk to ghosts. <laughs> Oh, I wish. Okay, well, thanks for listening. I'm Josette. And I'm Shannon. And acknowledge us now. Or lose us forever. I did like a robot. That was fun. (laughs) 